Beth Ratio. I am Trevor Strunk. I'm here with, um, I don't know who you are. Uh, who are you today? You are um, number one Cerebus fan, Greg. Yeah. Dave Sim, too. Dave Sim, well, oh, let's not go crazy. <laughs> you named your, it's, it's pretty interesting that you renamed yourself that, that you actually legally changed your name to Dave Sim, too. Yeah, I really shouldn't have gotten that tattoo of him on my back before I read the. Uh, just read volume four. Yeah, I'll issue one eighty five. I was like, this is going to be great, and then I read one eighty six. I was like, oh, oh god, <laughs> oh no, oh dear. You're reading it at the tattoo parlor. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. While they're filming in this. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, while they're drawing Cerebus in my lower back. I was like, <laughs> I was like wait, 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 wait. You change it? Can it be can Mickey Mouse? Can you turn this into? Can you turn this into concrete? <laughs> Uh, well, I can't wait to hear more about. We've, we've been talking about Sarah for like the last ten minutes because yeah. Graham and I both have big ideas about women. Um, Good. But, no, no, we just have big ideas wait about Sarah. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, hang on a second. Um, but uh, uh, today we're going to be talking about something different. I am excited because I think both of these are the Christmas one's sappy, but I think yeah. both of these episodes of Homicide are above average for season. Yeah, return to form after the last. Uh... The last few kind of dozen, yeah, last, yeah, what last, few, however many, yeah, I think like so. This is this is um, all through the night, and then um, mm-hmm. happy to be here. Is that right? No, it's uh, all through the house and nothing personal. Oh, happy to be here is the one we thought we were going to do and that didn't. Oh, yeah, that was, okay. well, that was the one we did last week. Well, last well last time. Last time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I think I don't know about you, but I I thought I thought the. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought both were really good. I thought um, nothing personal was was a lot like a lot better. Um, yeah, like a, a pretty solid episode. Yeah, I thought it was good until that candle box song at the end. Was <laughs> that candle box? Yeah, I didn't even I look it up. I was like, I don't look it up. I was like, what is this? I was like, okay, so they they needed some sort of like Pearl Jam sounding song, but couldn't afford Pearl it's, Jam it's, at this point yeah, in the nineties. It's, it's, it's just nineteen ninety five, and we have to get someone from Seattle to. Yeah. Like, who can we afford on a network? Yeah. Like they're they're not paying us much. We can't. It's not like we're gonna get screaming trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we get beat happening to play in this episode? <laughs> yeah, dude, that did suck. But dude, you're gonna. I like. I had like. I inadvertently had like some stuff spoiled for me from like four seasons from now. And like in terms of like hippy dippy Seattle shit, it's gonna get way funnier. I'm so excited! <laughs> in, a couple, in a couple hundred episodes. Why? Why does that happen? Like why? Why is David Simon so interested in? Or I guess why is um, uh, not David Barry, Simon? Barry, why Barry is, Levinson? Yeah. yeah, why is Barry Levinson so Tom interested Fontana, in that? Yeah, I don't know, but this sounds really funny. <laughs> the the character directions that some people take. So good. Um, well, yeah, let's get let's get into it. I, uh, so. In uh, in all through the house, um, get the the classic homicide uh, three parts, um, mm. and uh, the one is um, the one is that uh, Meldrick has found a body burned to a crisp at a dumpster, mm-hmm. um, and he and um, Megan, the shift commander mm-hmm. um, for the day shift, ha- have to. Gonna try. Am I doing the episodes in the right order? This one came yeah, first, right? This, yeah, this yeah. This is the first one, yeah. Um, and uh, they have to they have to figure out who who this person is and why they were killed. Um, 
and why? Well, actually, I take it back. Once they find out who it is, Megan says that's one of my cases too. I wanna, I wanna, you know, let 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 me help because she's yeah, just via, via blocking dent- off work. Yeah, via via dental records because she was a witness in her case. She was right. a key witness, so they have to go. Uh... Also, it's Christmas. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's also Stan- Stanley. Christmas. Stanley risks breaking his neck by standing on a desk to put a bulb on a tree. Stanley's really doing some dangerous stuff for the uh, for the get, sake of. For holiday spirit. Well, yeah, in, in both episodes, for the sake of the office, like yeah. he really, he really puts himself out there in both of these. And mm-hmm. this is his physically dangerous way. There's yes. an emotionally dangerous way he yeah, puts himself we get out a, in the next one. And then we get five hours of the whole Kurt cast saying how much they don't like Christmas. Yeah, they hate Christmas. They hate the tree. They really wish Stanley wouldn't have brought it in. They think it's um, an ugly tree. I really love this Stanley in this episode. There's multiple outside scenes where it's snowing, and Stanley just has a scarf on and no jacket. <laughs> he's not cold. No, he's a big man. He's a big man. He's a ba- Stanley, the big man, Bullender. Well, and, and the Munch is all bun- buttoned up because he's skin and bones. Yeah. Um, the the tree thing actually loses Stanley because Stanley goes on another plot, but the tree thing mm-hmm. turns into Bayless trying to get everyone to play hearts. Yes. Um, I don't know if I want to call this the weakest of the three plots. I had um, fun with it, but it was it def- also yeah, very stupid. It definitely stupid. feels like they had something for three characters to do, and then they remembered how, how big the cast was. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's fun, but it's very dumb. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I, I kind of appreciate. And then the, the, the main, the, the star of the show, I would say, is, uh, is Munch's uh, plot line where Munch. he and Stanley find a dead Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, and Munch has to try to figure out if he's going to break it to the dead Santa Claus's kid that the dead Santa mm-hmm. Claus is dead. Yeah, he has to. Uh, he has to watch an eye on him while Stanley runs off to child services. He has to. He has to do a couple of Yakuza plot uh, yeah, side yeah, quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and him and Haruka have to spend <laughs> kill a few hours. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, any any of these you wanted to start on? Do you, any any that you feel like particularly uh, positive about? Um, well, I was gonna. Well, I think the uh, the Meldrick and Russert plotline was so funny because of how cartoonishly rich the uh, make the mother of the daughter appear to be. Yeah, it is very funny. I like. I, so as you point out, it's uh, it's Livia Soprano. Yeah, Nancy Nancy Marshawn. Yeah, uh, Nancy Marshawn Lynch herself. Yeah, uh, God. Uh, Go in beast mode in this episode. Um, she, yeah. Uh, what's funny about this? I, I will say I don't know if you have any um, wasp relatives, Graham. I know you're. I'm. I'm. Well, I'm literally a wasp. I'm a wasp. But, but the Icelanders <laughs> yeah. are are a bit more forthcoming with their. Uh, oh, yeah. With their, Emotions is that sure? <laughs> I well okay. Then I'll ask you. Did, did this did this strike true to you? Because as a as someone who has uh like well they've passed away, but Dutch Dutch grandparents who right. uh were very very you know like immigrants, but then made enough money so that they hated all everyone right. else who didn't have enough money as them. This felt very real. This like, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. marked up for TV, but this idea of like never showing any emotion and sort of like, oh yeah, that was like, well, I mean, I don't have no. I guess when I say wasp, it's only because I'm like white and the broadest. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about out. that specific but not, thing, but not in like the, I'm not like the uh, you know like Boston. Like you eat po- salted fish, toady. you can't be a wasp. Yeah, ooh, sorry. Yeah, too much, too much cod. Um. <laughs> Oh, much yeah, better but like than I know that like that performance, was, that performance was just—it felt very funny, especially in a city like I mean, in, in my limited understanding of Baltimore, that felt like a very funny type of character to have. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I think I don't I mean that that is definitely in Baltimore and I think like right. in some ways Baltimore reflects Philadelphia in that way where like right. you you essentially have a city that had a a fairly like affluent elite through, mm-hmm. you know, when shipping was you know more of a way that you got rich yourself as opposed to the way companies stayed rich. Um Right. And then, you know, like because New York and Chicago are bigger hubs, the the sort of like ratcheted down to second cities and um the i think like the 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 rich elite in these cities often try to like hold on to their their status against right. you know well she even says that, like everything. she even says that, like her grandfather built the house right exactly exactly yeah it, it has all those stupid like 1776 yeah. like feelings as well but i mean i i thought as someone who who has met people like this um right. very very true to mm-hmm. obviously like the whole thing where she's decorating the tree when they're like, your daughter's dead. And she's like, oh, that's that's awful. I, I feel so bad. Have you, have you seen my, like, cookies? Yeah, have you, uh, look, at it, the, look, look at this in my maid, in her maid costume. I mean, it's it's silly, but, like, mm-hmm. it, it's just an exaggeration of something that's real. So I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Because um, I, I feel like wasps in TV shows are, are generally, and I, I'm not defending them. It's more just, like, it's interesting to see the actual representation yeah, uh, it, it reminded me of the, uh, there's a, oh God, um, there's the, uh, there's a Thomas Vinterberg movie called The Celebration. Uh, oh, I know that movie. It's like the, like the, the Dogma 95 movie. Yeah. But like, the whole, you know, the whole premise in that one is that there's like, you know, someone brings up this horrible family secret and like everybody's just like, oh, I have a stiff upper lip about it. That, uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in that, much more a uh, highness than maybe the daughter being murdered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, that didn't happen to me at all. That couldn't happen. Yeah, it's it, it like it's uh, kind of the, the drama version of Jay's parents from The Critic. Um, oh. Like, I mean, that's a worse example, but mm. it's probably the same basic thing. Where, like, I, I remember when I uh, first got married, I mentioned, well, not first got married, but, like, when we were about to get married, my, my wife met that side of my family and i was like okay so to warn you the they're like real waspy like super right. waspy and she's like well i'm a wasp like like how we mm-hmm. just had that conversation that i was like yeah but like no, they're, they're like murder hornets from <laughs> yeah. yeah and like um like it was it was just bizarre like my grandmother um told her that she had bad posture <laughs> she oh like God. sat with like a, a stick up her back the whole night. Um, the first time she met her, like she didn't say anything to her. Like they barely spoke two words. And she said, Oh, she seems like such a sweet girl. I love her. And I was oh like, God. Oh, it's probably because she's not black. Yeah, like, it's, it's like that's basically like Grandma Joe was worried about. Um, it's because she's scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the, you know, it, that, that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And again, not defending them because generally that tendency is awful and racist and stupid like mm-hmm. you know to the point that um my grandmother's mother would say that there are <laughs> well let's go back to episode two i guess uh but uh the three races white black and italian oh yeah um and uh and like three of my or two of my grandmother's three children uh married italians and she was very upset about that so like <laughs> Like that kind of like fine sliced dumb racism. Mama um, mia. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that's that's depicted here. Like she didn't have a lot of money. Like she wasn't she wasn't following the same way that that her mother was. You know, she was an addict, but right. it was more about keeping up appearances than anything. Um. Yeah. 
I, I have no, yeah, I don't have I, a lot to. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot to. Uh, I don't. Know, my family's. I mean, my family. I mean, my family's. My family's like a bit more like I don't know, like upper middle class. But like all my relatives are like all kind of. Yep. It's kind of working. Not like white. Well, you, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to process. I'm like, I guess, like, I guess they're all kind of like, you know. Yeah, you're, you're processing it. It's, it's going the other way. You're like, well, I guess they're upper middle class. They're like, no, actually, they're white working. Yeah, class. well, like, oh, no, they're white trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all actually blue collar. Yeah. Um, Your banjo being tuned down. Oh, <laughs> well, Graham, I'm off to the mines again. Well, well shit. <laughs> Heavens, Graham, what are you doing on that computer? <laughs> uh,. You get a technology problem in the end. Of um, the just so, like, I'll, I'll get, I'll make this point now. Um, I thought that was really funny that every house they go to in this episode, they're putting up their Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that right. was <laughs> that was really weird. Yeah, uh, obviously meant to be like a semiotic thing where it's like it's Christmas, yeah. everyone. Yes, but just very weird. But yeah, they go to like yeah, Meldrick goes to that house. They're putting up the tree. They go to Danvers' house. He's like uh you know, decorating with cookies. And they go to Nancy Marchand's house. She's having her servants put the tree up for her. <laughs> I did I did appreciate that they drew such a such an obvious I mean so this is a, a very a like, line for yeah. Yeah, and it is like I, I I know like he's not involved with everything, but this reeks of David Simon being like Let's show a rich person's Christmas, and then let's show a poor yeah. person's Christmas. Wow, look how similar they are. <laughs> but, but also how different. You can't find any privacy in the poor yeah. person's Christmas. Um, but yeah, it, it, like, it, it is like very much a, you know, I think that's the weakness of this episode, that it's like, it, it's very much a, you know, like Christmas is happening. Uh, be sure to like, be sure to remember that it's Christmas time. It's yeah, a it, Christmas mystery. Yeah, it definitely, and it feels like too, like, I, I, you know, other episodes will span a couple of days. Like the amount of stuff that happens on Christmas in this episode is maybe, oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, like maybe I don't understand like the timeline of like what you can get pleased <laughs> to do, but like, they're like, oh, this guy killed her. Oh, we better go get a, like, a raging party so we can go into the house, like in the span of a minute and a half. <laughs> And it also it does seem like I mean this is why like I I don't mind the Meltrick and Megan plotline I think yeah. the conversation they have at the end is pretty interesting and I like mm-hmm. that there's like a very banal conversation about like Meltrick liking the weather like yeah. I I appreciate that because it's not like it's not a running joke like um like, like the Lincoln assassination yeah I like that he says it's the first Christmas without the little salami brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he's finally healing yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like, yeah, it's. It, I, I appreciate that he's just like, I like weather, and she's just like, what? It makes no sense, and that's like, that's the interaction. I think that's like a cool interaction. It's very like, mm-hmm. very human in a way that you don't usually get on TV. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, like, there there are definitely positives about it, but like, the negative about this plotline is definitely like, it feels like everything is just in service of being like. Uh oh, we have yeah. to ask people to do something on Christmas. On Christmas, yeah. Dead, big Dick Ed Dan versus company coming over. Yeah, like it was, and like the company is quick, is we have to Kay go Howard. Into, yeah, and quick, we have to go into this slum to find the <laughs> to find oh. the drug dealer. Yeah, it's like it. It is. It is a bit like everyone's having Christmas and you're doing what? Yeah. Um. But I do think the mystery is kind of interesting, and like I didn't, I didn't see the conclusion coming. And it's yeah, yeah. I thought so. I thought that was a. That was cool. I thought it was like a cool reveal. Yeah, they don't usually do that on Homicide. There's yeah. not a lot of like who done it elements, but I don't I don't mind it. I'm 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 not mad at it. 
I like um, a Mel- Meldrick's tactical disarm of the guy when he opens the door with a shotgun. <laughs> I love that they do. They yeah. decide to bring back the multiple camera angles yeah. for that. God. I can't afford a permit. Consider it C. Consider it C. Yeah. All right. I love the police. Um, yeah, and then like to I, I I do think it's like it's interesting because in like a Law and Order, you would be watching it, and mm-hmm. instant you'd meet that woman, you'd be like, well, she no, well, she did it. Yeah, she did it. She seems yeah. like a nice mom and has no connection, uh, but has a motive. She absolutely did it. Yeah, and they, and they give her that stinker line that's like, I'm not going to say anything. Well, not stinker, like the line that's uh, she's like, I'm not going to say anything negative about him. He's the father of my children. He is crazy though. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it is. It's it's funny because like I would expect that in Law and Order, but I think the reason it hits pretty well here is because they never really do that. So it just feels like a kind of like a, a, an odd moment of him and Megan. Uh, is it Russert? Is that yeah? Okay, yeah. him and Russert doing like good police work or like interesting detective work or whatever, um, which is a nice change of pace in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, since the yeah. only other time there was detective work was in the serial killer case, which sucked. Yeah, they, they still need to, uh, like, add this many episodes after Chris said he died. They're like, they're like we need to give Meldrick something to do that's not not the bar. <laughs> they, they just keep they keep mentioning uh, Barnfather not uh, getting him a replacement because as, like, a reminder to Barry Levinson in the script. They're like, Barry, oh, yeah. we need a new actor. <laughs> I like, like the, yeah, I like the uh, the joke in I mean the second episode we watched they uh, they refer to Barnfather and like the other like the like, the other like oh Colonel, yeah the can or the colonel they refer to them as like the double mint twins I like that a lot yeah. <laughs> it's like a very old nineties joke yeah. I I saw someone saying on Twitter at one point that like people would like never recognize the the jokes from the Simpsons without Boomer like certain jokes like the Bella yeah. Abzug joke or whatever like. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's true. But there's a charm in, like, and I don't know if people remember doing this when they were kids. But, like, watching Looney Tunes, there's a lot of stuff that shows up. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that is funny. Peter Laurie sure is a creep. It's like, I don't yeah, or like know who that is. Be, yeah, like, no one's watching it being like, oh, that parody of that mouse that's supposed to be Jack Benny is so funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like there's something, there's something kind of nice about, uh, like, it, we, we get so much, like, um, you know, directly pandering um media that's supposed to like you know give us a give us a nostalgia boost and i think it's kind of fun to be like to watch something where it's like oh yeah this is just a a reference made in time that has not aged well um and no one needs to know who the double mint twins are you just like you hear that and you're like that must have been an ad then yeah that must have been a commercial yeah yeah, that was like me as a kid with like Family Guy jokes, like watching oh, yeah. even, like even like four years after, like watching these jokes that were like just went completely over my head. Oh yeah, because they were hyper uh, local. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah they were like you know, Peter goes, uh, like, oh, you've given something to me. I'll always remember the entire Boz Skaggs, and like nine year old me is like, ha 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 ha. ha. <laughs> who who wants Boz Skaggs records? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Entire boss cakes. Entire, entire boss cakes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I thought it was fine. I'm like mm. the Christmas tree. Well, we can finish with that. I thought the the munch one was was nice for like being kind of a you know basically like a dopey yeah. munch munch grows a heart plot line. I still right. enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I like that one. I like the yeah. I like the munch who is like you know. 
at, at this up to this point, you kind of think he's like some weirdo with who you know smokes pot and stuff. He's but he's also like apparently completely squeamish because he doesn't want to watch a horror movie. <laughs> I love how like which actually like weirdly kind of tracks with this character, which is kind yeah. of funny. Um, I like yeah, I liked how much he hated the idea of violence in films. As he yeah. more, like this is horrible. Your parents let you watch this. He's like, you should see the one where the killer cuts off guys' heads and cooks them for his family. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool 90s fears going on here. Yes. Very exciting. Um, yeah, I, I, like I, that, I... Oh, good. I'm sorry. I, was, I like when the kid puts him in his place after, because uh, he keeps, like, slinging all these one-liners at him. The kid goes, oh, it's like listening to words coming... It's like you're listening <laughs> to the words coming out of your mouth. Like you're a cartoon character, and you think you're cool. <laughs> that, was the, that, was the, that was the best put-down yeah. ever in a line. He goes, and you're watching him come out of your mouth, and you're looking at him, and you're watching him and reading them after and thinking, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I just like Munch. Munch has no rejoinder to it. He just sits in like, He's just like stunned yeah. silence. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Yakuza feel in this one is they go to a, uh, a batting cage. A batting cage? It was a, a batting cage is with a full bar. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. The, the balls are going, are being shot towards the and bar. And batting cages so. that like seemingly do not have dividers between the guys like who are swinging. It's it's good. It's it's and, and uh, they also don't have baseball helmets that fit. No, like, yeah, and like yeah, Munch keeps his sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, he says he has sensitive eyes. The kid calls him out on that too. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 general sort of conflict in this one is it's a kid who thinks his dad is like a hero or whatever. Yeah, yeah, his dad like, yeah, like, thinks he works for the CIA because he wears different uniforms all the time. Yeah, but it's because he can't hold down a job and he's a drunk. Yeah, and he's a drunk. A liar. And it's like, okay, everyone knows this except the kid, and the kid also kind of knows it. Yeah. Um, and and the, uh, yeah, he tell, he shows us he knows it when he does the most unconvincing cry I've, I've ever seen a child <laughs> actor do. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not angry, kid. I'm just angry because I can't hit a baseball. <laughs> give old Unky Munch a hug. Yeah, give, <laughs> give Unky John a kiss. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's I, I I did like I I guess I liked the interplay between those two. I thought it was a, a really good writing choice to get Stanley out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, probably because yeah. he, he needs to go work on his uh, you have to go work on sh- yeah you have to go work on Showboat. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I gotta go work on Showboat this week. So if you can put me oh, in like two seeds. Yeah, Munch, I gotta go play cello or whatever it is I play. <laughs> I'm seeing another 22 year old woman, Munch. Yeah, yeah, oh God. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? Yeah, what instrument does he play? Does he play the? I don't even remember. He plays the cello. He plays yeah. cello too. Yeah. Yeah. He he had he had Julietta Margulies. Oh yeah, him and Julietta Margulies played cello together. <laughs> played cello together. The famous end of uh, Justified spinoff with him yeah. and Julie yeah, Margulies. I'm gonna go play cello with her if you know what I mean. Like <laughs> Literally just playing cello. It's like yeah, like what? <laughs> I wonder if they ever slept together. This is something I we need to ask the showrunners when they're on the show. Yeah, dear, yeah, dear Barry, yeah, Barry, did she, uh, how about, Stanley seems like he has a lot of sex. <laughs> did he get it wet, Barry? Yeah, did Barry, yeah, did, did Stanley the big man get his, Barry is, <laughs> Barry is little man anyway. Is, is Stanley big only around his belly or is it elsewhere? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's a big man, like, I know he's like a big guy, but does it refer to anything, something else? <laughs> All, all, all my burning questions about homicide. How hung are all the guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the biggest peanut? Oh, it, it's funny. The, that manga Golden Kamui, which is like the yeah. like the nine, That guy, like, he was just straight up posted at one point. He's like, yeah, he's like, here's, a, here's everyone's penis size. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's also like this show definitely like 
wants you to be wondering about that. And I don't like, I don't yeah. know, like, I mean, especially with, I mean, only with Ed Danvers, but like, yeah, like there, there are all sort of like the winking lines about sex and stuff like that, or like, you know, Meldrick being jealous of Bayless and yeah. like, like it is, it is that period of time where like the idea of penis envy and like the, the Godzilla bus things with like size matters and stuff like that came out. Mm-hmm. But like, I wonder, it's weird how much the show wants you to think about like, Specifically, the men's sex life in this. Yeah, sorry, I found the the way that uh, the Golden Kamui guy was like. <laughs> he, he, he used to like a list with like greater than signs, but then he clarified to be like, yeah, uh, these five characters are average size, and this guy is slightly smaller than average, and, get, and this one character is tall and slender, and that's reflected in his penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really good way to do more, it. More like, more Bibles for TV shows should do that. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. It could be in the Homicide Bible. Not to not to date this episode, but how big is the autistic doctor's penis? <laughs> it's very big. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the subtext of uh the good doctor. That's why he's walking around with that blank vacant stare. He's just so proud of <laughs> It looks so bad. Yeah. Thank oh, yeah. God. Dude, I, uh, I, I, like, remember that show coming out, but I didn't realize it was, like, seven seasons at this point. Well, every, yeah, every show was, like, uh, I was talking to, oh, yeah, uh, someone was, it was Seth. I, I hung out with Seth the other day, and mm-hmm. we were talking about um, The Good Fight, the uh, the TV uh, show. The, the spinoff. The spinoff to the, of To The Good and Life. He, yeah, and he said it's, like, legitimately insane, because it's Christine Baranski who's wonderful, and then, like, it's just, like, okay, well, we need to give Christine Baranski something to do. And so right. it's just like it's insanity. It's all yeah, like, yeah. I saw like plot, like premises for that show, and it's just like it's it's just like it's like it's just like a comedy. Like I thought it, it was like I thought that show was like pretty serious. It's also like lib brain stuff where it's like okay, uh, oh, in yeah. this episode Melania gets divorced from Don. It's like what the hell is going on? Oh, um, but he made the like, good point that like there are all these shows out there that are truly like maddeningly insane that no oh, well, one knows about. Well, there was like that clip from like nine one one that went around where like Rob Lowe is. Oh yeah, he doing, smashes like, the guy's chest because the guy's like frozen solid. Yeah, he shouldn't have done yeah, that. Every every trailer for there's like some other show I keep seeing trailers for that's like a it's like a firefighting show where they're like they're like they're uh you know wildfire forest fires in the Pacific Northwest or something like that. Uh, and every trailer is you know oh you know we gotta get out of here we gotta get out of the then I was like I you know I said to him, I said to my friend I go what do they do on this show when it's not forest fire season? <laughs> <laughs> like, are there episodes of this show where they go we got to get out there there's a gender reveal party that went wrong. <laughs> it's just when it when it's not the uh when it's not the uh when it's not forest fire season it's just um the plot line for Firewatch. Yeah. Just like, uh, you, like yeah they're just walking around the woods. <laughs> yeah, they're like oh I think I found a I found a conspiracy. Oh, someone stole Rich Summers walkie talkie. <laughs> I like that game. Um, yeah, they just—I I thought I'd make that clear. Too bad they don't get to make that second one because they're all too busy working at Val. Yeah, well. Oh well. I don't think it needs a sequel, to be honest. Well, no, they were making like that—that that game that was like, uh, like the Egyptian one or whatever, like the Valley of the Gods or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but then like they all got hired by Valve, and they're like, well, we're going to work on Half Life Alex now. Which is uh, a great game, actually. What it's worth. I can't afford it. I well, I I got, <laughs> I gave away my uh, my um, child. I, my child. That's all I afford now. I gave away my uh, the um, 
I got an Oculus from like a friend for free, uh, and okay. I, I I passed it along to someone else because I was like, I don't, I know, I no longer need an Oculus in my house. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't pass it along to you, Graham. Damn. I, I know. Uh, yeah, you you need an Oculus in your house. Yeah, I need an Oculus. I need a fucking hole in the head. So. Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. Oh, no, yeah. But I need an Oculus in my house. So I can need a hole in the head. <laughs> Stanley, it's going to change your life. They have virtual reality pornography on Pornhub. Punch. I can't understand the real uh, thing. Bunch, I don't want to. A man's, yeah, a man's got to be a man. What's happened to a man just going down to the newsstand and buying a copy of Jugs? I did notice in 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 this episode that they they really do lean on him coming out of a car and saying "munch," yeah, uh, a little too much. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, I'm not munch. You know, yeah, this, this whole thing in this one, like he seems like he seems like this this one especially, he seems like he hates munch. Oh yeah, like, you know, munch all your you know commentary and and jokes. You're not going to ruin my Christmas. Um, when was the last time they saw a miracle, Stanley? Stanley, what? Yeah. That's Jesus the was thinking about miracle, all, Stanley. All, they're all in the past, Stanley. When was the last time you saw a miracle? It's a miracle I haven't put a bullet in your oh, head much. It's a miracle I haven't blown my brains out much. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a miracle, Stanley. I take it back. Yeah, you're right, Stanley. Point. Um. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Interesting episode. I enjoyed it. Um. I thought mm. the the munch the munch uh, not having to tell the kid his dad is dead is a is a nice sort of thing. Yeah, moment. Yeah, I appreciated that we we did not have to uh, watch Munch break into uh, a child that his yeah. dad was dead, and we didn't have to see. Uh, we didn't get to see Stanley do his, his apparently his great detective work. <laughs> I also love. He says, "Why didn't you call me?" And he says, "I did call you." And I then it's like, like twelve times. Yeah, did he call him at the house. Like yeah. there aren't cell phones. So yeah. like, I guess I guess he must have at the house. <laughs> he just he just called the kid's house. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I Munch, called you, Munch. Is Munch there? Yeah, is leaving Munch, a message. Munch, Munch, Munch speaking. <laughs> and now on to the best plotline of the episode. Bayless wants to hustle everyone at hearts. Yeah, uh, he, he doesn't do it well. Um, he thinks he is, but then he. Uh, yeah, he, he hustles a Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, which you should never do. It, it's a bad idea. <laughs> um, Haven't you heard about stereotypes? Yeah, so I mean, so this plotline uh, is that everybody else has nothing to do because it's Christmas. Uh, despite them saying there's numerous suicides on Christmas, so you would have thought they'd all get called out. Did you know um, that that's actually like not true? That statistic. I can. Uh, I yeah. That sounds like yeah. That does sound like a very TV made up. Statistic. Yeah, I forget where I heard. I think it was like on a podcast or something. But they were like, yeah, actually, that's not true. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, it was Ben. It was Marcus Parks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, what? You don't want me to believe the suicides happen on Christmas? Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy eating uh, figgy pudding. Yeah, yeah, Ben. Suicides don't happen on Christmas. Oh, suicide? You mean like the rest of our suicide? Oh, Ben. <laughs> Gentle Ben. <laughs> Gent- yeah. Simple Ben. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, uh, they they do say that a lot, and then they don't do anything. So they must not be that busy. They hate being at the office on Christmas. Hey, get. Yeah. hey, Henry, you know they get Chinese food on Christmas. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Stop the recording. <laughs> no, no, no. This is in 2015. We Henry's can't about to breach containment again. Oh, no, he's about to bust out the Charles Ng impression. <laughs> no, Henry. Oh. We, have, we have a profitable contract yeah. with Spotify. Oh, oh, oh thank you. Oh, good. Oh, good dodge. Good dodge, fellas. Oh, oh, oh. Boy. Look um, out. 
I hope everyone's been listening to last podcast yeah. on the left for these times. The last 12 years. Um, but yeah, I, I think... Um... <laughs> what? I'm surprised that he, like, no one ever, like, you know, when people were kind of, like, calling out people for being racist on Twitter, no one ever went, like, hey, have you listened to any uh, last podcast on the left episodes, like, pre-2018? Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's a little strange. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, there's a, there's a broad swath of potential, like, oh, looks like someone's getting canceled for oh, this. Looks like, uh, looks like you pulled a Megan Amram. Is that why she disappeared? Um, well, I think she had like one, like she just had like a few like you know joke tweets that were uncovered. But then I think she was By like, uh, yeah. Well, I was probably just people googling like name space Chinese <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that would work with me. But let's not do it. Um, I think I've only ever said nice things about uh, the Chinese. The Chinese. Dang. Oh, God. Even even so, saying that feels so gross. It was, it, was fun, it was really funny at TCAF. At one point, you had to, like, line up to go into this one room. And it's at, the, like, the Toronto Reference Library. So, you know, nonfiction books everywhere. But we're right. standing, uh, friend of the show, Zach, and I are standing outside of... Oh, no, 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 Zach wasn't there yet. It was me and my other friend were standing outside of this. No, I don't uh, care. If it wasn't Zach, please don't tell me. Oh, sorry. Was, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, we're standing outside this like, bookshelf waiting to go, and I look, and it was just like at the China history section, and it's just like, you know, they had an entire shelf of just books about Ding. And I was just like, wow. I was like, people who I don't like on Twitter, but love to <laughs> stand here and read. Well, people love to have now, now it's Dribble News to be having the time of their life. Okay, back to hearts. Back to hearts. So, back to hearts. so... Um, I think uh, Bo says the uh, Bo who uh, looks progressively worse and worse with which episode. Oh yeah, he's um, like he's having a really rather. bad time. He goes, uh, he says the great line of, "I didn't know you could play Hearts for money." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Oh yeah, K says I don't know you can play Hearts for money," and, and oh, Bo yeah. goes, "Oh yeah, K says it." Yeah, Bo goes, "You can play heart, you can play anything. You can play, play anything for money." <laughs> which uh, true, true. They order, a, they order a pizza. And then, and then Yafakota looks the happiest he's ever looked when they say, what about your high-fiber diet? And he goes, to hell with my high-fiber diet. <laughs> he's so pleased. <laughs> yeah. He hates his high-fiber diet so much. But, of course, the shocking reveal is that uh, G is not only good at hearts, he put one of his children through college by playing hearts for money, apparently. I mean, good for him, I guess. Yeah. With, which uh, the most upsetting part of this is I had to look up the rules of hearts because I didn't. Oh, really you don't know, know the rules of hearts? No, then my eyes started to glaze over because it said trick-taking game. So I went, "Oh, I know what that means. It means confusing." Yeah, basically, the the rules of hearts, uh, Graham and audience, mm-hmm. are that you don't want to have hearts and you don't want to have the queen of spades. Right. Is um, it, which is different than Black Lady, which is also a trick-taking game. But. If you do the thing that G did at the end where you shoot the moon and have all the hearts plus the queen of spades, mm. then you uh, then automatically you win. win, basically. Ah. It's like catching the snitch for those it's of like, us in the yes, audience who've only yes. read one book. Yes, it's like the opposite of euchre where you don't want cards. <laughs> right? <laughs> you, would, you would know what euchre means. I don't. About. Well, my mom used to play bridge. She would go to like a bridge club. But I know, I know euchre is like a similar, a similar game. I think I don't know. Oh, I, don't know I, think that, I think that bridge club is still here. There's like an abandoned, there's like a decrepit mall here that has a bridge, like a local bridge club in it, which hasn't like it looks like it hasn't been updated since the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. Hey, hey, guys! It's game night at the comic shop. Oh, sorry, boys. I'm going to the the bridge club. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, better than game night at the comic never, shop. Never try to hustle a Sicilian. He's he tries to yeah. Bayless tries to hustle G on uh, playing Hulks. a Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> like, and never try to hustle a tear in it, Bayless. Oh my God! He's, he has the oh my whole. God, I, he has I, the I whole my t- base army. I brought my Technomancers and... Killed me with a goblin. Uh, Bayless, how could you afford all those rule books on a detective salary? (laughs) He pulls out his magnifying glass, his little paintbrush. Um, There's that great Photoshop of uh, Columbo where he's like, boy, a man could go broke with a hobby like this, but it's like they put put him in a games workshop. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. It is expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's Uh, the heartwarming ending. Then they have a snowball fight. mm -hmm. Uh, yes, to very cheesy as they all come out of the, as they all come out of the building single file. For some reason, I, have you and, ever left a job with your coworkers and been like, "Okay, everyone, put, single yeah. file out. Let's yeah, have every, a heartwarming yeah. moment." Yeah, everybody uh, stick their tongue out for the for the snowflakes. <laughs> I was laughing when uh, I mean earlier in the episode when uh, the like under t- the medical examiner they go, "Oh, are you Jewish?" He goes, "No, but I want you know so many bodies come here and in here. I want them to feel a." Uh, I want them to feel welcome. I love that. And when I was in like, like comma, except those damn JHs. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did appreciate that Beldrick heard that and then like gave the camera a grin just to be yeah. like, yeah, "This yeah. is a good thing to say." <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, on to the on to the next episode. Um, right. What what where would you like to start with this one? Oh, hold on. I deleted the wrong note. <laughs> God on. damn it. <laughs> hold on. Nothing personal. Um, move. Two notes. Two notes. There we go. The notes section of the podcast. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start. Um, the uh, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't care. Uh, but right. the, uh, this episode kind of circulates around a number of things, and not a lot of them are crime. Um, which makes it a very good homicide yeah. episode. And Bo looks even worse. Bo looks horrible than, than, than in this last one. week. Yeah. yeah. So we, we start the episode basically with the sad uh, moment of having to reassign um, uh, the cases of the little salami brain. Um, and once again, they have to save face with a uh, text stinger because this episode aired like five months later than it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Like, At, much, one half uh, month after the death yeah, of Crosetti. Yeah. Yeah, like, like much like the uh, yeah, the night shift one from season one. Yeah, this one was supposed to air like after the one we always watched, and then like they aired it in April. They aired it five months later. Yeah, in, in the middle of like so apparently some like very serious plot line. So they had to be like, okay, we have to explain why no one is a uh, no one's fucked up anymore. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. is funny because like it is definitely you know in in terms of airing, I think this is like the second to last episode, and it's a pretty good one for the second to last episode. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's, it's, the, like, the it's ninth. depressing, but, yeah. uh, yeah, so they, but, like, they, yeah, they, they screw up, they have the text singer, and then, basically, they have someone come in who, initially, I thought was going to be a new partner for Meldrick, but it's just yeah. a functionary, I guess, they had to bring in to bring the eraser in, and yeah. erase uh, Crusades' yeah, yeah. cases. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, <laughs> it's a very delegated sort of system in the Baltimore Police Department. Yeah. Um, you can't just well, go she, on and use your own eraser. Well, she had to bring up all those files, and then she had to uh, bring up that felt eraser for them. 
it was funny. Like the I, I did I did appreciate that uh, <laughs> that basically they had a a moment where everyone got to be sad because of what they were doing to the whiteboard. Oh, yeah. um, and I mean, in one hand, very funny, but on the other hand, kind of true that people sometimes need breaks like that in order to actually deal with their feelings. So, mm-hmm. um, and of course, the very sad moment where they started erasing Cressetti's name. G stops her for a moment so they can all think about Cressetti one more time, and then mm-hmm. she does it, and they reassign his cases. Everyone gets Cressetti's dumb, easy work, except, except for Kay Howard. Who oh, has a 100% clearance rate. Yeah, and, uh, and is a woman. So um, I did think it was funny that um, that they get to have, like, Gloria Steinem-style uh, talk about, like, you know, yeah. women in the workplace. Right. Um, I've been watching. Yeah, they're, they're good. yeah, they're friends now after like, hating each other the few episodes ago. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, the fact that they hated each other, she and uh, Russert. Yeah. Um, it does remind me. I've been watching the uh, uh, TV show The Diplomat on Netflix, which is Harry um, Russell's new show. Um, and I, as, a, as an American stan, I, I was very happy to to see it. Um, uh, it's it's good. It's, I've I've been enjoying it. I don't have anything bad to say about it at this point. It's, it's fun. Um, it has normative American politics, but you know what doesn't. Right. We should do a show called The Aristocrats, where it's Perry Russell is being disgusting for. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Nope. Ooh, yeah, let's go. Um, but no, I mean it's 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 I, the one funny thing about it is it clearly it was written before the midterms. And it's it's meant to like mirror the current American situation. So uh, yeah. Michael McKeon uh, of of many funny movies that you have seen mm-hmm. uh, plays essentially Biden, and he has a <laughs> female vice president who has. Whose husband uh, misplaced a grant, and so they're, they're going to replace her with Carrie Russell. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because they say he took a shellacking in the midterms and lost mm. the lost the Senate. <laughs> it's like, ooh, it diverges there. Mm. Um, but anyway, it's it's a pretty interesting show. The reason I bring it up is because um, there was a funny line where uh, where Carrie Russell basically does the same thing that Russert does here, or I guess it's the same thing that Howard does, where she's like, these women these days constantly apologize. Gloria Steinem must be rolling in her grave. And her uh, her, her assistant uh, says, uh, actually, ma'am, she's very much alive. Yeah. Which reminded me that Gloria Steinem was very much alive. Yeah, she's busy being a... Uh, Racist? Bale's stepmom, isn't she? Who's stepmom? Isn't she... Isn't Gloria Steinem like Christian Bale's stepmom? Maybe. I thought she was still the third mic on Red Scare. Oh, that's a... That's a, that's a current joke, right? I can make yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, Sis, sister, your sister, you're being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I, the, um, the basic... What the, what, what the hell was Red in? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I saw this episode on 4chan. Yeah. Uh, but in, in any case... Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the basic the basic beats of this episode are, um, you know, like Kay gets this case and she's really upset about it, and everyone gives her like completely unhelpful advice. Like you can don't worry, it doesn't always it never hurts to lose a case. Like you can you can lose a case and be a good detective and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mad at everyone for it, which I can understand. They're kind of like stupid. <laughs> it's pretty pretty bad. Um, honestly, pretty bad like advice. Right. Not super helpful. Um, but she, uh, she basically is, um, stuck with this case. And of course, Meldrick gets mad at her. 
um, because she thinks he thinks she's saying uh, Cressetti was a bad detective because she can solve it. And, yeah. Yeah. So it, it goes on from there. Which he was. No. Which he was. <laughs> yeah. No. Jo- no joke in the cold open to this one. What a shame. <laughs> no. It's just depression in the office. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks. It sucks to be in the in the homicide department right now. I like that uh, Bo's Bo's horrific physical appearance in this one has started to ascend to his uh, his clothing choices as he wears a short leather jacket that ties up with like a <laughs> fat with a fabric belt. It's really bad, and I like yeah. you know like he starts off by saying, "Okay, hey, Beth's coming back. I know she's coming back. She's gonna, she's gonna be back soon." And yeah. uh, and Kay, for whatever reason, is just like, "Hey, Bo, that's great. I'm so happy to hear it." Everyone's like, yeah. "You guys notice how like drunk yeah. Bo is all the time?" <laughs> and ba- yeah, and Bayless, in his like seemingly only appearance in this episode, goes, "Oh, what? I don't, I don't notice that." <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they keep playing Bayless as like a, like a jovial idiot. They basically yeah. forgot his entire arc from the first season. Maybe maybe after we borrowed the leather jacket from, he borrowed Bayless's from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's just gonna go to a fetish club to get over yeah. Beth and the loss of his children. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a bad scene for old for old uh for uh Felton because of course what does end up happening is uh Beth does not come back. Beth right. Beth is actually not interested in coming back. She's interested in being a manic pixie dream girl and yeah. not coming back and changing her mind. Uh so no, he gets a call yeah. from his kid. And he starts spiraling. But, of course, yeah. at the same point, he's helping Kay on this case. So what's going to happen there? Yeah, he lost all those letters from that Dean Winters gave him. <laughs> when, you're, when you're working on a case with your alcoholic partner, you're going to find him chaos like yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, she's just been a sturdy rock character. He's like, oh, hey, dum-dum, what you happened? You lose those letters? He's also in the first season of SVU, which is funny to think oh. about. That means that he could not have possibly been the same character as he was in SVU. He, yeah. just, he joined sex crimes because he was so yeah. upset about it. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to hang out with Munch. <laughs> he's like, I like this Munch guy. I'm going to go see what his whole deal's about. It. Change careers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his wife, the, the, the cold case is his wife has died. Um, it's not clear how. It's not clear what happened. Everyone's mm. been eliminated, and Kay is just going nuts trying to figure this out. She finds these letters, um, which Bo loses. Uh, it, because he's mad about his wife and drunk. Um, the bar with a blue neon lady sign. <laughs> lady with some tits. I'll bring yeah. my letters over there. Again, yeah. Not the leather bar, but close enough. I wish it was the leather bar. I wish yeah, that was they, back. Yeah they, yeah, they should bring that place back. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I liked, I liked, that was a good scene because of how... Um, Bayless basically looked like he was Dustin Hoffman in Midnight Cowboy or something. Yeah. Like he, was, he was really just trying to be like very cool with alternative lifestyles. Um, yeah. Bo is not cool with alternative lifestyles. He's going to titty bars um, and titty bars only uh, and, and just to get drunk. He smells of sour mash, apparently. Ugh, um, disgusting. You know, we love sour, we love sour mash. Yeah, I love moonshine. <laughs> uh, it could also be bourbon. Uh, so let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, of course, Kay is very upset by this, and um, this was the plotline that didn't really hit super well for me because uh, no, it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Basically, it was Kay learning that she can't solve every case, which I feel like, yeah, which, oh, we, which we we've been over. <laughs> yeah, like the these these two episodes have Kay Howard as like insanely miserable, 
And I feel like, yeah, that makes sense, but it would have made a lot more sense if it was about her partner being, like, a drunken fuck-up, as opposed to, like, yeah, Kay just can't get over not being able to be perfect, like a woman. Yeah, um, what a, she has to go talk to another woman about her feelings. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, like, they meet in the morgue, her and Russert, yeah. and Russert's like, isn't it okay that you're just, like, yeah, one of like, many detectives who yeah, are good. I don't, I, I don't want to be the, the. I don't want to be like the first woman to do. I just want to be good at my job. Yeah, it's like it. it and Howard goes, "Shut up, bitch!" <laughs> and then they fight. Yeah, and they kiss. And they kiss and pull each other's hair. Yeah, ooh, uh, yeah. I don't know why it's my hama, least favorite. Hama, hama, hama. Hama. <laughs> uh, I know homicide, but more like hama hama hama. <laughs> Boy, yo, 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 yo. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's just it, it basically is like I, I think the the part of it I found least convincing um, was at the end where where she's like, she's freaking out about not solving this case, it's super upset about it, and then like mm-hmm. she gets a call and it's like, all right, this is what homicide is. It's it's Howard. I'm ready to hear your case. And it's like, oh man, like that's so stupid. Like why why do you why are we doing this? Like why are we oh. doing? <laughs> Howard, wow. yeah, Howard. Howard just like immediately is better from her. From her, um, I had my little heart to heart with my, my my sister. Yeah, and then like I I talked to some people and I, and I was okay. I honestly think, and this is a weird thing to say because it wasn't much more, but I think the bow part of the storyline was more interesting because it was just yeah. so upsetting. Where he was like. Just I need to stay here. Well, I was even thinking before. Yeah, so he oh, poor Russert. Yeah, he at the end of the episode, he shows up at Russert's house and has to talk to her, and then like, can I stay at your house? And lays in her lap and stuff. She's like, oh, Christ, you gotta, you gotta leave. And then she lets him stay because it's actually really sweet when someone yeah. um, does cool. uh, yeah, does sexual harassment on you. Yeah, it's, yeah, I love him. Yeah, I love when guys show up with with. You do and, love and, when guys show up. I love up. when yeah, I love when like guys show up to a women's houses and insist that they're not there for a sexual reason. <laughs> uh, maybe we could uh, cuddle. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope I hope it's okay that I'm here. Maybe I could spend the night. Well, not that uh, way. I, just uh, I, love, I love that. I love that movie too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> uh, but in any case, yeah, I, I, I liked Bo's plotline where he was uh, running through the streets of Baltimore trying to find the thing he dropped and lost yeah. in a an active homicide investigation yeah. because he's too drunk to work. Yeah, um, I liked it because it felt extremely dire. Like I, I appreciated that it felt horrible, um, mm-hmm. and they like felt like genuinely rough. Like him, like looking down sewer grates with. <laughs> The flashlight, being like, "Did I drop the letters down here?" Yeah, he's just li- li- leaning into his, uh, as Munch describes him, his patina of self-destruction. <laughs> it's a good way to describe it, to be honest. Think about destruction. Let's <laughs> <laughs> play that while he's looking. For- <laughs> play that while he's looking for the envelopes. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's um, it's an interesting scene. But like this plotline mm. kind of goes nowhere. Um, yeah. Now the most interesting plotline. I want to let you introduce. Yeah. So, uh, Russert goes to meet her friend with her with her close friend Al. No, wait. What happens? The, the, I think she's going to lunch Dan. with her buddy, basically. With her, right, and then Al is like with them. Her for, buddy Amanda. Well, yeah, because right. she's she's in the office. She's like, Al, 
why can't you? Why don't you get out and like see yeah. see some people? Like, ah, there's work to do uh-huh. here. No, I don't want to do I can't. Uh, I can't do it. I'm, Sic- I'm Sicilian. <laughs> I'm going to have more monologues to give. This is, this is important. She's like, oh, okay, well. So then they go to a nice fancy restaurant. And they, uh, well, yeah, and she says, that. like, I got this hot piece of ass, so I want you to go to the restaurant. Yeah, That's I need basically. you to. I, my, my friend's back walls haven't been blown out in a while. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, let me slip on my Reeboks and I'll be right there. Yeah, so I mean, basically, yeah, it's it's uh, it's essentially Hayes or uh, Russert's attempt at a meet cute with uh, with her buddy. Um, it would have it, it would have been funny if he was uh, wearing the watch. There's a watch in the previous episode that he finds in his desk. But he doesn't know who it belongs <laughs> yeah. to. That, now it's my watch. <laughs> yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. Then the Mayfo guys on Twitter would say he stole the watch. Yeah, that, is that God. discourse still? Wrong? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pushing it a bit. Um, but yeah, they go to the restaurant. They find, all find a along. penny, pick it up. You're a thief. I'm <laughs> <laughs> reporting Mikey Miles to the police because he found a penny and he picked it up. I mean, you can report it to police. For yeah, all the that's the way. That's the least of its problems. <laughs> yeah, probably. Jesus. Um, but um, yeah, so in 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 this moment, they they all go to this restaurant. They all seem to be getting along super well. Mm-hmm. Um, Al tells a a long and like interesting monologue about being from Sicily. Um, basically, does not do, do, does the date no-no of, like, not asking her about anything, but, like, expounding yeah. upon himself for a long time, which, like, you know, he hasn't been he hasn't been dating in a while. I know. It just happens. He's a widower. Yeah, he's a widower. Beloved wife died. Um, but he and likes he's, and he's And he's Sicilian, so he has to, he needs the Pope's blessing before he can find another woman. And it's at this point, it's John Paul... Um, and I don't. Oh, I think he was yeah. busy. Yeah, he was busy being, being shot. <laughs> he later got. He later got the. He later got it from uh, from the the ex Nazi. But at that point, yeah, he was yeah, just Ray, not, Ratzinger, Ratzinger, Yeah, he was not. He was not. He was not really interested in in, uh, in dating at that point. Is he? He's still alive, right? The Ratzinger. Yeah, Ratzinger? yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant Yafik Koto. I was like, unfortunately, no. No, no, <laughs> no, uh, no. Um. Yeah. But anyway, so then they have a they have a nice dinner, and then uh, Megan Russert and her friend go to a they go to a big old big old market, big kind of with uh, with 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 uh, Russert's daughter with, with Russert's daughter who can't act. Oh, she's um, really good at acting. She's wonderful. Mom, I want shrimp. I want shrimp. Okay, honey, you can get it. The way that but, scene was going, I really thought Russert's daughter was going to get abducted. Like that was this, the, oh, that yeah. was the tone that the scene had, and then she yeah, doesn't. this okay. the uh, finally the jump cuts being used for something other than like repeat like like you know been then like rather than belaboring a point, they're doing jump cuts around because that kid can't fucking act. Yeah, it's really not great. But she takes a bunch of money that Russert gives her and goes to buy shrimp. Um, yeah, I mean, I shrimp. She even gets to buy uh, the nice oh, no, jumbo no, the shrimp. Pope, the, Sorry, the Pope died in December. <laughs> really, Ratzinger did. did? Yeah, yeah, Benedict, oh. yeah, Benedict did. Yeah, whoops. Boy, I feel kind I of bad about that. About I don't. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, he quit. <laughs> yeah, quitter. He, I like, he I, quit on I us like, Catholics. I like, I like I like popes who didn't quit. I, I like popes. <laughs> popes who didn't, who didn't get captured. I like, yeah, I like popes who stays with it and didn't <laughs> quit. The Trump getting dying is getting captured by death. Opus Dei. There's a lot of good people in Opus Dei. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> Mamma Mia, that's the first I'm hearing of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he, uh, uh, she's asking him about, you know, well, what do you think? What do you think of my friend? And and you know, 
Amanda, the the girlfriend, is like, yeah, listen, like he's really nice, but I just like I I hate men, um, and the idea of like dating, I don't like I don't honestly mean to be rude here. She's just like she's like not in a good place yeah. to date. Um, no, it's not she's like a, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to say like she's a man hater. She just yeah, like she hates him. He's yeah, just not really a, interested in dating. Right no, now. she's she's twice divorced, so damaged goods. Am I right, boy? Am I right, boys? God damn it. Um, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, so, really yeah, everyone. Not really. Yeah, twice divorced, so we don't know what that means, right, fellas? <laughs> she's been divorced twice. Yes. Yes. Which, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. But then, uh, so like, yeah, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to date. She, she she's happy being on her own. Liar. Yeah, she says. Well, she says. <laughs> oh, Graham. Yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> she say yeah. She you says know, to uh, Russell, she's like, look, like that's you know, your talking, thing, being in yeah. love with love and stuff like that. My thing is, I like being on my own. My, my thing is that I like. I'm reading a comic about a talking aardvark. Uh, she's here. <laughs> she really is kind of your soulmate, this lady. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like she um, she says that, and then you know later on, this feels like a plotline that's not going to go anywhere, but really becomes kind of like the more interesting one. Um, yeah, but then I if like to maybe I kind of zoned out, but like she didn't say anything that like would lead like G to think what he thinks, right? No, no, I I, I think like so G thinks that um, yeah, so 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 G and her are talking. And he's like, you know, made his overtures that he likes her. Yeah, he's like, I think I'm going to call that Amanda woman. Yeah, but then, uh, then like, you know, Russell says, oh, don't do that. She, uh, you know, doesn't want to date. Not into you. It's like but, chemistry but then, but or then, whatever. But then, yeah, but then, like, but then she, like, extrapolates that to be, uh, because, like, it was, oh, we should, I mean, we should clarify that this, uh, that Russell's friend is black. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, which, which the, typically does not matter player. within this, no. within the universe um, of homicide, but, uh, no, but, uh, but, like, G extrapolates that to mean that, like, because, you know, Yafikoto is, like, you know, he's, like, darker skinned, uh, black than she is, and he extrapolates it to, to her being that, like, she doesn't want to date him because he's darker skinned than her. Yeah. He's, like, t- that he's, that he's, like, quote, like, too black, he says. Right, right. And, and, so you said something interesting about this, which I, I agree. This like feels like one of the first times I've seen in like popular. Um, I mean, like I'm sure yeah. I'm sure it happens. Like even I'm, you know, almost certainly in like contemporary stuff, which is more right interested in talking about this kind of thing. But particularly yeah. within the '90s, yeah, I'm talking yeah, I about that. like the 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 difficulties and sort of like mental sort of questions that G has about himself because he's he's a darker skinned man. Um, yeah, and like I mean, like there's and like you know there's discourse now about like passing and stuff like that, and so like to see this, which is kind of like within that framework, was very interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like he basically accuses, and like the conversation he has with Russert is pretty interesting. Like particularly yeah. again, like particularly when we think about people's reactions to like you know, um, you know, oh, can I have this conversation? Am I allowed to or whatever? Yeah. Um, like I thought his conversation with Russert's interesting because it. It has this like he basically says to her like oh I I wouldn't expect you to understand this because yeah, you're, you're white and you're a woman right and he like he he actually what I what I thought was interesting too is he he starts off with you're a woman um, yeah which it, kind of I don't know if that means yeah. anything or not but it was an interesting yeah. way of framing it um, and then like he he basically says like yeah like um, you, I like dated a woman. Oh yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, he says he like, yeah. well, he, he says he like dated a woman who like who was also black, but said she like 
she said she like wouldn't love him because his nose was too wide. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like it, it's it's like a real moment where he's feeling like a lot of hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because, as you say, like it's not particularly clear that this is what is happening with Amanda. Um, right. It's also not particularly clear that, um, you know, she picked up anything on the date. It's coming pretty much completely from his his past experience. Right. But like Russert. You know, she defends her friend. Yeah. But it isn't a thing where she's like, she would never, I mean, she does say she would never do that. She, like, she cares about. Um, yeah, she, she, yeah, she doesn't even like, you know, she cares about, like, you know, equality. She even gets mad when, like, a Polak joke is told. Which, as we know, in this in this, in this this day and age of uh, homicide, we can tell any jokes we want except uh, right. salami brain jokes. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I think, like. For all those damn mix that work in the department. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh no. What? <laughs> what? Someone has to see it. But yeah, it's like it is like it is a thing where where all of a sudden you're you're getting this vision of this woman as like a a very you know sincere woman, and it's like yeah, it could be. Um, but then she kind of says like I, I think like what 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 interests me about this conversation and what like really kind of struck me, and it, it feels like a harkening back to like the classic you know, prime homicide episodes is like, right. It's a conversation between two, two people that, you know, there is conflict, but neither of them like is angry at the other one or like freaks out or something. It's, it's sort of like a low simmering, uncomfortable conversation, but it's one that yeah. like really actually kind of. Well, so like so often we're see we're, you know, we see them, you know, mad at the, uh, at like the you know bureauc- bureaucratic system they're like working in within the yeah. police department, so we don't really see them get too too mad at the. Uh, I mean, friend, I mean, Pendleton gets mad at uh, Gaffney in the one for his like. Oh yeah, for being know, a racist. racist and calling him like a, you know, calling him like slurs and stuff. Right. But, yeah. Like we don't see we don't like we don't often see these characters if are like you know mad at uh at more like kind of social ills that they've perceived. Yeah, and I think like it it you know the 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 idea of talking to someone and. They're basically, you know, saying like your friend thinks this, and you probably think this, right? And the the person not like immediately yelling, but instead being like, well, like what what's that like? But yeah, also, I, yeah, like that was an interesting way of framing the. Yeah, I, I think like this type of like a discourse, like oh, I, a discourse, a conversation like this now, you know, would be would be so seem be much more prone to like you know Russell yelling at him, saying like, don't put words in her mouth and blah 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 blah. But like they like they're both. She's just you know she just goes for diffusing it more so than she does like jumping down his throat. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, and I, okay. yeah. oh no, I just like and, like and it's interesting too that like you know up to this point we we joke a lot about uh, you know, G being so proud of his like Italian heritage and to see him so to see like the inverse of that like because he has like you know an Italian father but like a like a, a mother from mother. Louisiana. Yeah, and she yeah, and he like he mentions that in in the date, which again like. Yeah. Absolutely, could be part of the reason why he thinks that yeah. she she thought that. Yeah, it's also the first time he's really talked about being uh, black. Yeah, um, there's not there's like there's not a ton, and of course, like you know, uh, I mean, there's stuff like in like previous ones when he talks to like the Pendleton about like right, you know, de- like departmental stuff or like how long he's been in the department and stuff he's seen. Yeah, right, um, but like, but not, but not to like this degree. Yeah, no, and I think like you know, like obviously, you know, caveats apply. Neither of us are black. Um, right. But it is it is like it's a very interesting way of sort of framing his struggles in this moment, right? Like especially because we have Bo on the other hand having like a romantic problem 
in a in like an entirely different way, right? Um, right. And like I, I I I thought this was cool because of that, and I also thought it was pretty interesting because um, you know, like we basically get a a breakdown of a romantic relationship that isn't it isn't really anyone's fault exactly, but it's all like the the perception of of that fault like is is very much a big part of it, right? Like I I don't know if I'm saying this right, but like it is it's a it's the kind of thing where you you sort of get G seeing this um, as something that is truly happening within the date and the way the rest of the episode plays it, it doesn't really matter if that's true or not. Um, it, it's, it's purely something about that G has to work through um, and that like he, he's dealing with. And I thought that was like really interesting because you're not, it's, it, it takes it away from being like a, he said, she said thing. And, and it's right. much more like a, okay, so like, yeah. What what's the upshot of this? Like, why? What what can we do? What can G do? What is like? What's the? Wh- where do they go from here? Yeah, it's not about the he said she said bullshit. Yeah, I think you better quit letting that shit slip. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I know. That's what that's what I said to G. <laughs> he he told um, he had anyway, a story. I, I know we just had a very serious conversation, but the uh, there's a immediately after that scene. Uh, a like musical sting plays of a horn, and it is maybe the worst MIDI horn I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it's a big meaningful conversation. Then, <laughs> no, it's true. It, like the the musical cues in this episode are really strange, including the the candle box bit uh, at the oh, end. Yes, um, I mean, and like this, I mean, this many episodes in, like the stinger of the. When like something happened related to the murder, to the, like one of the cases happened, it's still so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like finding a clue in like an adventure game. It, they do, they very much do not trust the audience. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> well, that line was important. Oh. <laughs> Let me rewind. Oh no, it's live yeah. TV. It's nineteen ninety two. Yeah, it's hi- it's highlighted in yellow in the text box. I better remember it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it is like it is a. I, I like I like the scene and I, I completely agree about it. <laughs> the stinger, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, but I like the scene too because it leads to sort of the conversation. He like you know Meltrick basically is like, hey, when oh, yeah. when am I when am I going to get a partner? G and he throws a chair, yeah. um, and, uh, and and um, Stanley the big man Bolander says like. Yeah. Okay, like this is he, this he, is he was, bad. He was so happy after lunch the other day, but now he's now he's sad. Now he's sad. I gotta go deal with it. He's schizophrenic. He says, I'm also, "Yeah, because I'm also a big man. <laughs> who, need, who needs a love in his life?" He does. Oh, poor Stanley. Yeah, uh, what a nice little bonding scene they had. But uh, which, they, which they were apparently doing for hours as it comes back and they have ordered food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I love I like the the first bonding scene is Stanley being like. Okay, I gotta figure out what's going on with this guy. Yeah, and he, he asked you for lunch uh, to go for lunch, and he's like, I don't want. It. Um, yeah, mm. he tells Stanley to get the hell out of here, basically, uh, and Stanley does. Uh, and then later he brings him dinner, like I won't take no for an answer. Um, right. And this is this is where Yafakoto finally gets like another legitimately great um, monologue, right. where he's talk. He asks he asks Stanley if uh, if he likes collard greens. Um, oh God. Stanley weirdly is like not particularly, which is like not a very sensitive moment on Stanley's part. Like, just say like, oh, I don't know, it's there, they're fine. Um, yeah. But instead, he's he's you know he's honest, and uh, he goes off talking about like how much he loves his wife and stuff, and 
it it ties back in, I thought, quite nicely with um, with uh, the, the 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 plot about the suicide, where like he's basically like like I think I'm seeing what Corsetti sees. Like I think you know I don't like I don't have friends. This is this yeah. is sort of the end of my line, and like I don't know what happens after that. And it's like oh like this is this is a this is like him kind of it's it's him reckoning with the fact that this like this relationship he was kind of excited about isn't going to happen, but it's also him reckoning with like being able to relate to how Cressetti felt before he killed himself, which like, you know, famously through the department, when we watch this, like everyone's like, I can't relate with that. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, right. But in this case, it, it makes sense to G and it scares him. Yeah. Poor, poor bastard. Um, was there anything else in this episode? Um, no, not really. It was direct of oh, the, uh, it was the director was Tim Van Patten. Oh, did a bunch of uh, directed a lot of Sopranos episodes and was also the uh, psycho teenager in class of 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. I mean, honestly, like one of the reasons this was such a good episode, I think, is there wasn't a lot that happened in it. Like a lot of it just kind of came down to like the the conversations and the performances and stuff. And I think, I think it was just like, it was a really difficult series of issues that was handled uh, quite nicely. So I really liked this episode. I thought it was very good. Um, I appreciated the lack of um, crime, which is not something I thought I would say about a police procedural, but here we are. Mm -hmm. Well, Graham, anything else that we have missed this week that you would like to add? Uh, No, not that I can think of. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Same bat channel. Um, and uh, Same Baltimore time. Same Baltimore channel. <laughs> Adam West look featuring out, yeah, Stanley Bowwonder. Yeah, look out, Bo, out Bowwonder. <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, Batman yes. only had two gadgets. Now he has all these other gadgets. I don't know, Munch. Batman is a, is a fascist. Uh, shut up, Munch. So much, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Miracles over. I'm, I'm, I'm murderous. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, follow Graham at Graham Sig. Um, do you have anything in Broken Pencil? I know they have a new episode, a new issue coming out. Uh, new reviews coming out as always. Um, I'm trying to think, no, just some reviews. You didn't interview uh, Boots Riley in this one. No, I didn't. I didn't get to interview Boots Riley. <laughs> I would have liked to hear that. That would have been uh, good uh, <laughs> Hi, oh, Mr. Boots. <laughs> why, why were those... Uh, what about those spoil- big dicks at the end of the yeah, movie? Those, yeah, those monsters. Yes, yes, sorry, spoilers for... Uh, sorry to bother you, but what were those monsters doing at the end? <laughs> Was that like a metaphor or what? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, yeah, you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.